Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm one half of your host, Downtown Boosie, and this episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? And, of course, the one and only FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston. Get in on the fun. I don't think I've won a bet in 372 days, but that doesn't matter because I love FanDuel. They got a bunch of fun boost bets and all that shit. If you want to bet against the Red Sox, I advise you to do so because my dumbass keeps betting on the Red Sox. So fade my picks make some money with me but you got to sign up at fanduel.com slash boston to get in on the fun we got a loaded show for you guys i'm sucking down a 12 pack of heineken silvers i got fucking seven of them basically already gone we got a loaded show like i said i got my brother from another mother kind of mumbled fuck that but that sets me up for failure for the rest of the pod but we got my my other half over here big dick brett what's going on buddy Yo, what's up, baby? I'm just fucking chilling, man. I just, I'm over here just trusting the process. And that, that, that means, that means drinking bush all day. So we're trusting Donnie. Kind of a lackluster couple days, a little disappointing, but we kind of knew we were going to be in this situation. We got a great guest on today. We bring him on for exactly moments like this because every time he comes on, <laughs> fucking crazy shit happens. So I'll let you throw it back over, or I'll throw it back over to you and you can throw it to him. But we're just over here trusting the process, baby. Maybe for some good juju. Who knows? Maybe we'll see someone who isn't on waivers yet on waivers by the end of this podcast. That's the problem with recording Thursday night. But we are welcomed. We welcome, Jesus, we welcome our boy Ace back to the podcast. Second appearance. What is going on, Ace? Snaps phrase. What's going on, guys? What's going on? It's good to be back. And I welcome you guys for welcoming me. So you're not wrong there, <laughs> Boosie. There we go. I had a half, right? No. <laughs> Glad to be back. It was a fun one last time. It got a little crazy. So the season the first- got a- the season got a little crazy after that. And then we weren't able to have you on again. Like it just like, it was kind of like, I mean, obviously. Well, we went through that depressing stage of yeah, just me and yeah. you talking into nothing for like three weeks. Getting through the motion. <laughs> you gotta, here we are right now. You got to go through that morning period for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a fucking yeah. bad breakup. It feels like basically. We both but, told each other. We were like, we're not having guests on until we feel better because we're just going to be grumpy bitches and yeah. no one's going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> At least if it's just me and him, we can be assholes to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we got Bobby's Corner to lighten the mood, which another phenomenal Bobby's Corner Dude, today. Re- Make sure realistically, 
did he not carry us through those like three weeks, Bobby? Oh yeah. We, <laughs> we told him we're like, make it as long. I forget how long this one is. The this one was like 35 minutes. Well, he had to cut it down the one with Catherine and uh, he had to cut it down. And I, I think he got it down to like 22 minutes or something like that. But thank God for that. Cause that was a tough one for us to get through The last few have been a little bit tough, but the closer we get to July 1st, it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit better. Uh, stressful times for Bruins fans right now. We have a fucking loaded show. Like I said, the draft is, I think, wrapped up by now or just about wrapped up at least. Yep. For the yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much we'll be recapping the draft. Uh, I'll, I'm going to kind of leave that to Brett and Ace if you have any input on that, because I don't know fucking shit. I, I focus on now. You guys can worry about you know, that kind of stuff, I guess, because I just, I don't have the time or my ADD just doesn't let me fucking sit down and watch prospects. But uh, there's a, I know Brett had a uh, quote tweet of like our third round pick. That was a little head scratcher there, but if Brett wants to bring it up later in the show, he can, but I feel like I'm rescinding that. I'm rescinding that the kid kid looks like he's it, it, it. It's a stretch. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, well, well, I'll I'll leave it to you a little bit later. We got, like I said, a lot to talk about. We have another phenomenal Bobby's Corner, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, before we start off, in case we lose you guys towards the end, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are doing a live show uh, just before free agency opens up. I will be there for two hours. We'll have Bobby. We'll have Brett. I think Ace is even hopping in for a little bit. I'll we be have, there. Yeah, yeah, we have others hopping in too, potentially. Uh, so make sure you some special guests. Yeah, some honest. special guests. A lot of fun. I mean, I I, I got to hop out by one. I got another wedding. Holy shit, they're gonna kill me. But I'm gonna be fucking loaded for that wedding. That'll be fun. <laughs> but um, we gotta so something to look forward to. So make sure you subscribe to. We're 25 uh, subscribers away from doing another second giveaway. Uh, I know mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a giveaway that day. So uh, 25, 25 more subscribers to basically do one more giveaway. So we're at 50 right now. Keep hitting that subscribe button at Only Bruins Podcast on YouTube. So you can be ready for when the show drops bright and early Saturday morning. Hopefully I'm not finding a hangover, but time will tell. Anyways, folks, let's get into the nitty gritty. Milan, Lucic, how we feel? <laughs> Fucking rights, baby. I did honestly. This is part of the process. You have to bring in veterans. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I everyone's so mad. Lucic just come back. It's like, dude, if you buy out Riley, that covers the contract right there, and they already have enough to sign their RFAs. And it came out before we started recording from freaking fuck that uh, apparently Sweeney's not re-signing any of the UFAs or it's highly unlikely. He's but just playing hardball, baby. Yeah. Dude, Sweeney with the smoke, like something I heard on a sidebar is Sweeney was pissed. Rumors were getting out and he literally like shut his mouth. Won't tell anyone anything anymore. He's being blunt and short with the media, which we're seeing firsthand. So, like, I'm not saying Bert's gone, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets priced out but from a team like Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if Hathaway gets. What's the plan? How are you going to sell Bertuzzi to stay here for eight years? Like, or whatever the fucking contract's going to be. So, 
I, I think it's a big pivot. I think they were trying to sign him. I, I, I like you have Elliot Friedman reporting the same stuff. Like we've been saying all along, like you're going to try as hard as you can to sign these guys, but like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? I'm not trading Frederick or Swayman. I'm definitely not trading Frederick after you traded like hall. What the, f- like, so you can't afford to lose Frederick now in no. the world that you live in. Like, so at I first, heard maybe you could think about considering letting him walk or trading him for assets because his stock did go up after the season, but there's a, there's so many moving pieces. It's going to be a wild free agency. It's going to be a you wild wanna, week. You want to hear a crazy pivot that kind of unfolded in front of our eyes that I was told about is apparently the original deal was Hall and um, Frederick to Colorado for new hook. And Sweeney said, no, I'm not giving you Frederick in that deal. So then Colorado went out and went, got Joe Hansen. And then fucking they traded new hook to Montreal, literally all in the same day. So shit's happening, but like Donnie wants to keep his guys, which that is one thing I will respect him on. Cause like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like, yeah, you give up Hall and Frederick for new hook, but like, does that really solve any fucking problems? No, I mean, I sure new it's a Hook's cap a little dump. bit more skilled. Yeah, it's a cap dump. And sure, new, new hooks a B- bit more DC skilled. guy. But like realistically, that's why that deal like came into fruition like instantly with Montreal. He lit also, it up at BC, and I think they projected. He played with, to, uh, yeah, he played with Mark and uh, Mark yeah. McLaughlin and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think it's an RFA right now as well. But um, mm-hmm. Newhook lit it up at BC, and he he had a great career there. And I think they were hoping that he would transition a little bit quicker in Colorado. They're too far along, I think, for a player like Newhook. Ace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think Newhook, they just ran out of uh, patience for what he's going to be able he's to do. 20. Yeah, I mean, they're right. looking for somebody that can jump in there and be that, you know, contributing um, second or third line center. And Newhook was kind of only being utilized as a defensive center right now, kind of like a, um, you know, a checker. Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, just in general, like what a wild trade market it was this draft season. Oh. I mean, you look at you know, the price just to clear cap is just ridiculously high. I mean, you look at that Oilers deal with Detroit yep. where they sent That's two insane. actually valuable forwards. Costkin and other is wild. Years. Yeah, and, and then Yamamoto was nothing to sniff at either. Like, those mm-hmm. are two, like, middle six wingers that they didn't get a single asset in return for. Yeah, future All- considerations is making money. <laughs> this fucking this uh off season right now like that like you just said everyone's getting traded we were luck somebody today to me was like um uh, fuck what did they say to me they said something like oh we could get a or we could attach a third and a fourth to forbert and riley and trade that i was like are you fucking kidding me josh manson just got traded with a second so that chicago would buy him out I was like that is i was like we didn't even get a pick back for a fucking MV, a one-time mvp player There's josh no josh way. bailey got a second round pick just to be bought out yeah yeah i mean at that point it's worth just buying out your players instead of just giving them with draft picks greedy like, owners dude we're having the same fucking problem right now this, like, these are the old Jacobs that we know of. I mean, they've gone better throughout the years, but this, this, like, if right, if at least Riley isn't bought out, then you know it came from up top. I will uh, fucking riot because everyone will be surprised if Mike Riley's not bought out by noon tomorrow. This is my today thing. As you're listening, 
this is my thing. If Mike Riley's not bought out or traded, you really got to look at Sweeney's job. I'm sorry. No, I, like, I to agree. To me, that's How a fireable fucking offense. Yeah, you like have, you have Lindholm, you have Forbort, you have Grizzlick, you have uh, what? What's that guy's name with ACL? Um, Zaboro, Zabusel, Zabusel, and then you got fucking Mike Riley, the fifth Lori in the weeds. Lori, like, yeah. Like, it keeps going. I tweeted that earlier today. I was like, well, you know, we would all be in a much better position today if we didn't have three defensemen yeah. all that are making over $3 yeah, million yeah. Dollars that are worth literally nothing on the trade market. You know, it's so funny. Before you hopped on, Boosie was like, somebody today tweeted this and said that exact tweet. It was ace, dude. I thought I remembered that. I thought I <laughs> maybe I I could have. I don't know. I'm I'm drunk, so I you probably did say it, and I'm just. I, like, I thought oh. I had said a said tweeted. I could be wrong. Oh, maybe you did. Maybe you did. Whatever. I'm I'm podcasting nude in like half in the bag. So I, think I have a all... few more Labatt Blues on this pod. I might be joining oh, you. Nobody wants yeah. to see that though. Yeah. Video no pod soon. Me. Beers can't be wasted. I got my fucking. Gillette cup holder right here that you guys can't, <laughs> you're I can't no beer fucking. safe one <laughs> yeah I'll right. okay I was okay, out let... on the deck with the kids while they were in the pool and I was ripping down some of the ranch waters oh look Ooh. at that how are those how are yeah, they how are those? they're pretty fucking good boys Ooh, dangerous recommend yeah I got like oh, a no ruby red grape yeah, blood. Yeah. oh sorry 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 uh <laughs> no we're kidding Dude, spicy Heineken, ones though <laughs> the amount of money we've given Heineken at this point I know my buddy at hockey uh always he's like you know you're not getting paid for like all the silver talk I'm like I know but I support yeah. you and uh, yeah. I love the Heineken silvers and I'm like I did I did uh email you guys for a sponsorship he's like no shit really I'm like yeah he's like good maybe something will come of it I'm like no it's been two months yeah he's like, okay maybe not <laughs> dude I'm out here trying to get strawberry lemonade bud light to sponsor me like please somebody reach out but not I'm, sunny I'm here- no, I hey Ace, we want to you want to get into it right now, dude. <laughs> Wait, I have not what's... drank either of those, so I am Ace, no, no Ace. dog in this fight. All right, you're staying Switzerland. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. The amount of I'm getting dragged online with this Sunny D bullshit, and it's all because of this guy's fault. Yeah, I'm fucking dragging my little nuts against your chin right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a whistle in the wind. It, it, that's why when I tweeted out "Welcome to the fucking show," I was trying to quote. Uh, I'm sure some yeah. people got a Will Ferrell there, and yeah. uh, what's I forget what the movie's called. But "Welcome to the fucking show" cracks open a beer. But oh yeah, yeah. how do you guys feel? I know we kind of like got a little bit sidetracked, but how do you? I know how you guys feel, but in case people aren't on Twitter, um, how do you guys feel about Lucic coming back? I'm not a fan of it. But I'm not opposed to it. As long as he doesn't take away ice time from guys, I, I don't think he'll take ice time away from guys think... like Laku or Steen or and I think we'll we'll still see some young guns in there. And I, I don't think I don't see him, even if he's healthy for all 82 games, I don't see him playing 70 games, 60 games. Dude, what are you talking about? I've Steen on the second line with the Bruskin coil right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Steen's going to see a lot of minutes. This is my thing. Greer and Lucic are going to be fighting for that last spot. One of them will be in. One of them will be out. Probably every fucking lineup. Towards the end, uh, Calgary was scratching Lucic, obviously, and it was warranted, and it is what it is. He accepted it. He took it for what it is. 
but you'd be fucked to tell me that there's a better veteran out there for this locker room and these young guys right now. Well, actually, there is. We just gun. traded him to Chicago, actually. Felino. He would have been great. Yeah, for this. no, I, I agree. And I think a guy like Lucic could help the locker room immensely. But I think helping a guy like Greer, who's trying to find his way and trying to find his game to stay in the NHL, it could benefit him a lot. Obviously, he's no Milan but, Lucic, but don't you want Greer not checking guys or cross checking guys in the mouth in the last game of the year? Like maybe yeah. Lucic can teach him that. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Like maybe. <laughs> oh, that's what you were saying. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was saying like maybe he can help him <laughs> fucking pick his poison there. You know. Yeah, because that was wild. I loved how who yeah. it happened to, but that was aggressive. I mean, yeah. he, Lucic will teach Greer that instead of cross checking people in the face, you'll just tell them after they beat you that you're gonna fucking kill them. Yeah, that's exactly. Much yeah, look yeah. them right in the eyes while you fucking do it too. <laughs> I but mean, like, I'm, I'm a little. What do the worried. Bruins girlies say? Say it with your whole chest. A team that needs to get faster is getting slower. You know, right? Yeah, now. I hear you, but I mean, like at this point, though, like like what Brett was saying, we need veterans that are going to be here. I mean, we have seven forwards that we need to fill, so mm-hmm. we don't have seven players that can crack an NHL lineup in the system you're, right now. You're looking at PTOs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what Donnie said. He's he's going to be going out and looking for reclamation projects, like. People that haven't quite made it, they haven't, you know, for one Anthony reason or Mantha, another. Yeah, I mean those and, type of players. I mean, even like a, a Max Pacioretty, or I wouldn't surprise me if they saw man. like a Phil Kessel return or something like that. Thomas Tatar, man, I got my eyes but, on him. I mean, I think he could come cheap. He's this is how I, don't I look think at he'll it. He'll be a PTO, but I no, mean, no, 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 no. But I, I, this is how I look at it. Would you rather Bertuzzi for fucking eight years? Or would you rather Tatar for two at two point five? I mean, Bert's eight. Oh, what's I mean, Bert at eight years? <laughs> you know, he's twenty eight right five. now. So, I mean, I don't want Bertuzzi when he's thirty four through thirty six on the books. I mean, That's for five million a year, I do. Yeah, but if yeah, well, because they that, make it that buy-outable. looks totally different six, seven, eight years from now when you know five million. You have to imagine unless Bettman fucks us in the ass again, you have to imagine five million and six or seven years is going to look totally different than it does now. Yeah, uh, but you also have Lindholm, who has kind of a shitty contract when he gets up there. Uh, if he ages if he poorly, stay, that, could, he get, that healthy, could get dicey. He's got, what, six or five years left now? Uh, is it a seven-year deal that he signed or eight-year deal? He it signed was eight. A, yeah, okay, so he's got six seasons to keep left. keep the AV down. Yeah, at 6.5, though, that's not... Terrible. It's not horrible, but the last two years of that contract are completely buyoutable. Like man, yeah, I mean, this year. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, that, like that, eighty thousand against the cap. You know it's, what I mean? And what's that going to be in fucking you know six years? The contract, the, years yeah. From, it, you know? The cap better okay. be at one hundred twenty fucking million. I mean, by the way, I would be more comfortable with giving Bertuzzi a lot more term if he wasn't already you know showing a Injury lot of prone. exactly yes. i mean he's not even i mean he's 28 now and he's already had a couple seasons where not double not risk the COVID, yeah not the covid thing in he's mind. had I mean, one we know really what that's season. going on with that but like it's not a good vibe for a 34 35 year old player so. his pace with the bruins is his best pace of his career <laughs> like you know what i mean like how well he played with us it 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 uh, rivals that one season he had, but other than that, like that 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 stint in the, into the playoffs is like the best he's ever played. Yeah, I saw something about Barbashev today, and like the rumors where he was gonna get like eight times eight from 
teams that like are under the cap or whatever. So I just don't see that when that guy, when he, well, got he five. got five times five from Vegas. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. reasoning for that is because he's not the player every game that he was in the playoffs. Like, you know what I it mean? Turns like, it on. Yeah. And like, that's Playoff yes, crazy, you should, baby. You should play. You should pay for that. Like I, to be honest, I think we pay coil for a little but bit. Of that. That, I know it was never that's really crazy. was paid the number he was for so many years because playoff crazy. That's essentially and, what got him that contract. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was getting 100%. paid more than Bergeron for however many years, and which is absurd if you think about it. But then you go back and look at the playoff numbers and stuff. It's I think Krejci is one of the best Bruins centers of all time. So I, underrated. I wouldn't say that, but I would say he's greatly underrated. Absolutely. I don't know, man. I think I think in 10 years from now, people are going to be like, why the fuck were we like so hard on this guy? I mean, my biggest thing is that with David Krejci is that he produces very quietly. Yes. He's not one of those players that are, you know, overly showing their passion. He's never going to be out there banging on his chest after a big play. He's just there to do his job <laughs> and then he's done. He doesn't give it. He wants to go home and spend time with his family and kids. But- he doesn't give a shit. He'd do it anywhere, but he's done what- it here his entire career. So, yes. And what, what drives Bruins fans crazy, though, is people remember all the opportunities he passed up on, like wide open shots, just so he could get an assist or secondary assist. Like, you know, 12 seconds later, 12 and a half seconds later, you know, a lot of that frustrates a lot of Bruins fans because I mean, let's be honest, it still dates up to, you know, this very moment, like even going back in the playoffs, I know he scored in game seven, a nice goal there, but he's Mr. Game seven. That's a little different story. He just turns it on on game sevens, but like he has, you have to remember when Pasternak went out with that thumb injury, I think that was what 2019, I believe. Right. 2019 yeah. when he went out with that thumb injury After he was on a bender and fell on the ice yeah, yeah. he <laughs> slipped on ice we all been there before we're just yeah. not playing in the nhl though but yeah. sometimes um, you got to play guilty boys when when <laughs> when Pasternak was out they they put Krejci there for the time being on the power play that's the year our power play was absolutely dominant and i don't know off the top of my head but Krejci was lighting the world on fire with the one T he's perfectly capable of plugging in right there. And you saw moments like that. And then that's what frustrates a lot of Bruins fans is because you see moments like that. It's like, dude, why don't you have more goals? If you're, if you take a deeper dive into Krejci's career and his Bruins moments and stuff, like you see how valuable he is to the team and of course, he's no Patrice Bergeron by any we means. We wouldn't have the cup in 2011 if it wasn't for Krejci. Dude, and I stand beside his, that. No, yeah, his play, his playoff numbers are absolutely absurd. Him, but that's, you're, Lucci, that's where you're right. Yeah, you're circling it around because you're saying that's what we paid him for. Exactly. That's, you yes, know, I get what you're regular saying, season though. is regular season. And, and side note, it sounds like Brennan Shanahan wants to keep fucking Toronto together despite them constantly choking dick. I can't believe they paid camp 2.5 for four years Did you guys that see the report fucking insane that just came out about Krejci about yes like I was gonna bring that up after yeah if you want to so yeah that that, that I mean we can kind of lead into that I I guess we kind of got our Lucic stuff off our chest there's not much to say about it we'll obviously talk I, I more think about it, ups, it Saturday I think it ups Bergeron's chances of coming well, back well this kind of leads into what we are going to talk about leads into Bergeron and Krejci but one thing I do want to know is this is the same guy that gave me the Tukarask news so like I kind of trust him and I don't I, I don't have guys like you Brett but he told me that the front office is confident in Patrice Bergeron returning for one more season 
So that's not saying he's herring Bergeron's return. The front office, the front office, despite what reports you've read and seen or heard, that they are very confident in Bergeron coming back this upcoming season. And it might not even be opening night. It might it might mm-hmm. be November. It, it, but, but see, and remember what I told you on on uh, breakup day. He told them, "I'll be back, but I need time." Yes, like that was and the main thing he told he's them. Having his fourth kid any minute now. His the back's fucked. He's Bergeron, yeah. I mean, like, his back's you're fucked. Pump, you're pumping out four kids with that gigantic dick and balls, and then you got a fucking pelvic oh, thrust? Man. Jesus Christ, dude. I and mean, he looks like a GQ model. Yeah, and Jesus. not only that, he's playing through all these injuries on, on, on in the NHL. So it's like, I mean, fuck, I, I got to take three days to myself when I last longer than five minutes. So <laughs> the body doesn't recover like it used to. And I'm, and I'm younger. What did, what did I say to you the other day? DMs. I was like, dude, my knees fucked. And even if I rehabbed it for opening day, I couldn't play 82 games as a 30 year old coming up this year. And Bergeron played with a collapsed lung at one point. <laughs> like this guy's built different. I play beer league one hour a week. Like, beer league hockey with a broken foot and a bum hip and i'm sucking and i i'm yeah. playing defense and i'm <laughs> sucking wind fucking i mean half the time we have fucking eight or nine guys but i'm fucking sucking wind my foot's falling falling asleep by the end of the game my You're out for fucking, three days dude i can't it's it's a two-day recovery for me yeah and this guy's guy 37 yeah 37 and he's just fucking, I mean, he's so many fucking miles on the legs, too. It's just, but, I, but I'm see, confident in him coming back. I, despite reports, I've always said to you, Brett, like, I, I just haven't, you know, yeah, my you fucking have balls feeling. that he's coming yeah, back. Yeah. So, yeah. And if anything, we know to trust Boosie's balls. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to throw it over to Ace in a second. Oh, fuck. I, now I forgot what I was saying because I'm thinking about your balls. God damn it. <laughs> it happens once a pod. Yeah, this happens once a pod. We're going fuck, south. We got to be going north, buddy. Thing. But oh, this kind of leads us in oh, the Ace, crazy talk. Ace said something today on I think it was you said something today on Twitter about how ah fuck it'll come back to me. Never mind. Ace, I was gonna lay you up, but I totally just fucking fumbled that. Anyways, I'm ready for it when everybody yeah, I'll I'll jump in out of nowhere because it'll come back to me. But the Krejci news. Um, tell everyone about that. Yeah, so there was a uh article, not an article, it was an interview or something like that from a source over in the Czech Republic that came out and said today that they had heard from David Krejci that he's interested in potentially playing back in the Czech, mainly because the Czech Republic is hosting the world championships this year. He loves that shit too. He, he loves wearing that Czech Republic jersey. Good really for him. Czechia Good for him. Is, yeah, I mean, good. I mean, it's huge over there, right? I mean, yeah. it's a small country. Hockey's He's in one their, of their DNA. One of their biggest superstars of all time. Like, obviously, yeah. b- besides Yager and others. But I just mean, like, currently. So, And then the other thing that came out was that, I mean, he may not go and play over in Europe. Um, he may wait until, you know, Christmas time before he makes his decision. And it could still be in the NHL. So, as we know, when he was going through the whole breakup interviews here in Boston, is that he said... You know, if it's the NHL, it's Boston or nothing. So um, I think we know that for both them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I mean, they're going to move their families. Last year, fucking 
cocksuckers. I okay, that's a little aggressive. People were thinking, <laughs> dude. I just said, I just told everyone I was thinking about your balls. I think <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just I have this thing of calling everyone cocksuckers. Maybe it's because that piece of shit, the real Don Sweeney, whatever's fucking. I think. Oh, uh, don't uh, You can fucking a hey, everyone listening. You can <laughs> queef queef to queef. You can fucking quote tweet me. You can at me. You can fucking do whatever you want. But the second you call a woman the c word, yeah. we're gonna have some fucking problems. Unless you're Australian, and, bro. Yeah, you you have children, Ace. Like you don't fucking call no, somebody's dude. daughter the c word. No. Fuck off with that shit. So and that just shows you that that guy that's running that account is like some sixty year old man mm. that is living yeah. still. The like, way he was going at women, being like, "I'm oh hotter than you." Like, gross, gross, gross. I saw someone called him Matt. I'm like, who the fuck is Matt, dude? Like, that's... what the? F- no, hey, yeah, no, that's I. We'll dive into that another day, but but uh, uh, just I, I just want everyone to know unfollow me if you're that person because I went know. through and saw some of the comments people were putting that I follow of people and you got unfollowed. I don't fuck with that shit. We're here to have a good time, fucking and sucking, sitting in the <laughs> long grass, singing songs and fucking holding hands. I'm trying to start a cult here, yo. Only Bruins cult. Like we don't need that negative bullshit. So faceless parody accounts relax that's all i gotta say relax because you're 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 just keyboard warriors at this point no it's i kind of forget why i kind of got into that sorry i had we were going to talk about it at some point i said cocksucker and i made me think of him so but um (laughs) no (laughs) all the people last year that thought Fucking oh, Bertrand was, was going to Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, clown shows. Show your faces, Jimmy Murphy. What up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he literally put it in a report, but later in the year, I think he retracted it and was like, "I fucked up" or something like that. I I think I did see that at one point. Oh, that was a scheduled shift. tweet, dude. He's got that on. Like, yeah, I know the short shift guys were talking about it, and I kind of agreed with them. You got to admit when you're wrong. We all fucking do it or at least try to. But yeah, I, it, back to ground one. It, it, why don't they just Justin Williams it? I made a tweet about it. Like, why don't they just come in December 1st fresh? De Bergeron would have had his, you know, well, like been, like been with his child. Do. And, and why wouldn't you? Like, I saw people being like, well, why don't they Mark Stone it and get Bergeron assigned like a $5 million or $10 million deal? And then put it against the cap. And I was like, well, what the fuck does that do? Then what? you got to wait for him to the playoffs to come back. And that Bergeron's doesn't make to sign a five or ten. Oh, he, no, hell no. He, he has to play a game yeah. to play but, the playoffs. So. But also look at it this way. I mean, I mean, everything that I've seen from Patrice Bergeron is that he's an honest person that doesn't mm-hmm. like to, to conduct himself that way. You know, I don't think that he would have the interest in doing that. You know, he would be much more interested in signing a market value cheating slightly. The game. Yeah. I mean, he would sign a market value and and come back when he's ready or, you know, it is what it is. But I don't think that that's something that Patrice Bergeron would do. But I would love to see him and Krejci hold on until, you know, December before they came back. Um, It's no different than, you know, last year where we had a bunch of injuries for McAvoy and Marchand. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about, oh, can the Bruins just tread water until these players come back? You know, let's see what Coyle and... Beecher and Zaka can do and 
your best two lines in the playoffs against Florida were the Coyle, Marshawn, or DeBrusque line and the um, Pasternak, Bertuzzi, Zaka line. They were the most consistent and, I, in my eyes, the best lines in the whole, like, for that run. And it's like, I'm not doing that thing where, oh, Bergeron should have never played. You can't tell a fucking Hall of Famer, like, like the best two-way forward of all time, the captain of your franchise, that he's not allowed to play game five. So well, That's why I don't see Bergeron coming back, like, fucking mid-season or around December. I see him coming back, like, late October. I mean, maybe it's like the first five, 10, 15 games, middle of do November. You, do you want him playing 77 games, though? No, really? Not. I want him playing 50 and then what, or not 50, whatever the minimum is to get the cup. Or no, he'd play in the playoffs. I, I dude, I want bare minimum if Bergeron's come back. I know he won't because, like, there were Jeff Merrick, uh, uh, Ace. Uh, I think you commented on me retweeting this a long time ago. Jeff Merrick and, um, and Ellie Friedman of 32 Talk Thoughts had that interview with Bergeron. And he was like, I have that like drive. Like, I want to win every year. Like, he's the greatest competitor to maybe put on the spoke beat. It's what like, he yeah, he's very to. humble. He's very conceited. Like, he's very to himself, but he also wants to fucking win. You know what I mean? And that, and Neely said it. You might think halfway through the summer, yeah, I don't want to play this year. And then all of a sudden, all your buddies are going back. And you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I'm 50, 50 on Bergeron. Krejci, I'm more about 25% in my I'm, opinion. And I'm, I don't think he plays the full year at Krejci. Like, at I all. think, I think though, because he's such close buddies with Lucic though. And I wonder if this is part of it. And I know we already touched on Lucic, but with Lucic coming back, is this not an olive branch saying, Hey, Krejci, Hey, Bergy. You know, I know we did the last it's dance what, thing last year. They were just but look who else Italy we brought. together last year at someone's wedding. I forget who. Oh, it was Tukarask's wedding this, last yeah. year. It was yeah. almost. Willing to bet my fucking house that Bergeron's coming back. I just. I think wanna, it's a, it's I mean, a year. Feel it in my balls, a, baby. It's a year and a month. Or it was a year and a month from like this Lucic news coming out that create or pass the Rask had his wedding. Like it's next month like the same day or some shit i saw someone um post the video of them dancing and it was like the exact day a month earlier so i was like man like he wanted to come back last year like you yeah, know what last I mean? summer like, i heard that yeah. he wanted to come back and everyone's wanted him, he, tried. he, he, he never away. wanted to leave boston that's the thing sweeney <laughs> shipped him out that's why they had that talk on the weekend i heard it was like I mean, a six hour phone call on and off. I mean, obviously. rightfully so. Like it's it was the right move to move on from Krejci, and you got a first. And who did that Luchichi first draft? Eh, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Should have gone uh, for Noah Hannafin. We should have been talk- able to move up. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I know. Then we stop I... being tied to Noah Hannafin. Every- I know, right? We just fucking have I'm him. Just already. gonna fuck. say, yeah. I saw. I saw today that it was like Bruins have no ties to Noah Hannafin. I was like, well, oh, that's awesome. The Athletic wrote an article <laughs> saying how the Bruins are tied to Hannafin and interested again, but. The, the Athletic last year also said that Bergeron wasn't coming back, and they've been wrong about a lot of shit. It's nothing against Fluto. I think Fluto does a great job writing about the Bruins and whatnot. But I think the Athletic I, sucks, not Fluto. I think the Athletic is going downhill very they fast. sold. Yeah, I mean, they sold out. They they built a really mm. awesome platform, introduced themselves everyone. as something new. Yeah, they introduced themselves as something new and emerging and fancy, and then – they sold to the New York Times, and now they're just like all the things that they said that they were going to be different from. Dude, I yeah. fucking subscribe just to read that 
uh, last, not the that one you were just talking about, but the article before, I instantly canceled my subscription. I was like, I just want to read this. I unsubscribed when Fluto was fucking putting out bullshit last year. No offense to Fluto. I still like what he does. I still like him as a Bruins beat reporter. I just, I respect it. I think we're just sick of this old boys club. Yeah. No offense, but the reporters, and I'm looking at the ladies too. They've got this old boys club going on where it's like, man, uh, it's a new age media. Like, I don't know. That's why I really love Ty Anderson. Ty Anderson is fantastic. Yeah, I like him. He's a good, he's good blunt. follow. He's given it to me a couple yeah, no, he's times. A good he gave follow. it to Sully the other day, which was hilarious. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. He <laughs> Shout out Sully. <laughs> the, um, the article you referenced, though, Boosie, that one that tied the Bruins to Hannafin, they acknowledged the fact that the Bruins remain interested in Hannafin, but they also mentioned that the Bruins would, this may surprise everyone, need to clear cap in order to make anything. No fucking, what a surprise. Are Why you the fucking fuck kidding you me, Ace? Why you always lying? <laughs> no, you man. Cap friendly. friendly told that. me that we'll be fine, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah we'll just go with the first line. three forward lines. We don't need a fourth forward line, do we? To be, to be honest, this if is I like, can play beer league for 60 minutes, Every Monday night with eight guys, you guys can figure it out for 82 games with fucking three lines, right? <laughs> See, this is my thing. Like, if you weren't going to trade Allmark, it was because Bergeron was unsure about coming back. And I it's, think now honestly, you kind of have to te- keep two, goal- two goalies now. Like, I, It's I, starting I, to sound like both goaltenders are staying. Well, now we're hearing that Swayman's in Winnipeg rumors, but like... <sighs> I'm not giving up Swayman for Shifley. I'm sorry. No, I want Pefferetti back too. <laughs> like, fuck that. Swayman's a like I saw people today be like, I think Swayman in my eyes has more value than Shifley. Yes. I yeah. I, I okay. I, so the price for Allmark and why we didn't get Pittsburgh's 14th pick is because they wanted the 14th pick, um, a second, an A prospect and a B prospect for all. That's what the Bruins were asking for. Yeah. And they wouldn't take anything left Good on them. Yeah. No aim high, baby sell high. Yeah. So the problem is, is Winnipeg can't unload it. it from everything we've all heard, Allmark was supposed to go to Winnipeg or like he would have been packaged. If Allmark was, I'd imagine by Saturday afternoon, I'd imagine by Saturday afternoon, he is, at the very top of the list for on the no, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Bobby, but yeah, Winnie, oh, come on, man. Well, see, that's the thing. He, yeah, because he has to put. Well, he has a on no movement clause right, right now. Right like, now, can't even. Saturday. Yeah, and and then it's sixteen teams. Yep. After that, so it's like, I don't know though. Hall didn't have Chicago on his, which is wild. To I me. was surprised. But I guess, uh, well, but you you have to think is him. There's no way they'd trade me to Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, why I mean, the fuck would they trade? I mean, me why would Chicago want me? When exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then they get Bedard. Oh, it's going to be so Bedarded next year. I can't wait to watch Felino Hall and Bedard just tear it up. Go top titty every night. Dude, I, <laughs> I wonder about someone like Jesse Pugliarvi, too. I saw that he wasn't getting retained. Yeah. He had double not. hip surgery, though. Do we want to do that again? I mean, he's still young enough to, to yeah. you know, bounce People back think up. that it's going to put more strength in his hips, and it was a big problem. He wasn't strong enough down low. He'd give up on plays. 
Um, and I saw a report today that that's what this surgery was for. It was from a Finnish news report, but like I deciphered it as best I could. I mean, they'd be more plugged in than anybody else, considering Jesse Pugliarvi's like one yeah. of their idols over there. <laughs> Plus, I don't think s- I've ever seen a Bruin, you know, lick the own his the inside of his own nose before. So I think that yeah. would be a first for me. He seems like a funny fucker. I'd take him for that. Yeah, dude. Dude, this is the thing. You're gonna see a bunch of million dollar contracts, PTOs, 800k contracts. Well, what, like, what was the like, ongoing joke with Buffalo last year? Seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah. He, dude, know. even Florida. Florida had like four players that made seven hundred. The problem last is year. for guys who are looking to get paid this year, their contracts aren't going to be as valued. Like, there's going to be a lot. I of don't want to pay deals. anyone from the FA market. I mean, the, well, that's the set. That's the scary thing, and kind of bringing it back to Bertuzzi. That's a scary thing about letting Bertuzzi hit the open market because you got. I mean, you got Taxachusetts trying to get in on that and just say, "Hey, come here for eight years, five million a year." And then you got fucking Florida, you know, sneaking in and say, hey, make seven or eight million a year with us for four or five years. They should have moved the Bruins to New Hampshire back in the early 80s, late 70s when they were thinking about it. There's no income tax here, baby. The New England what's Bruins. What's like the kid. first town? What's the first town you're gonna hit? Enter when? Oh, fucking put them in Manch Vegas. Baby. Well, it was supposed to go in Salem, actually. <laughs> so you know where the dog track is in actually, Salem, fuck, Rockingham. That's, that's only like yeah, 20, 25 minutes for me. They had it all lined up. That I, if I remember right, Jacobs used it as a negotiating tactic to flex on the city of Boston. Because the city wouldn't let him tear down the old garden and build the. Uh, but there's no the way time. you can call them the Boston Bruins then, and then it's New like, England. Oh, yeah. yeah, the New England Bruins. Somebody already. There was a stupid barstool podcast. No hockey clip team about in Boston that. would be so fucking weird, though. What do you put Providence there? <laughs> you know, oh. like, that would just feel so wrong. I'd fucking be a Coyotes fan. <laughs> they, they should just put the business address as New Hampshire, and we'll be fine, right? Okay, so we kind of like teased it a bit. Taylor Hall and Felino are Chicago Blackhawks. We probably should have started <laughs> off with that before uh before the Lucic Lucic. No, the Lucic one people I wanted to make people mad instantly cuz you know people are so mad about it. But Taylor Hall, Nick Felino got traded for some guys that Ian Mitchell and uh something Regula and Regula used to play oh, one of the nights. Oh, it was the Oh, well we have as we're mentioning trades, because this is, I mean, Shane Barrows got traded for oh, whoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever his name that is. That was a good trade. Riley, Riley Walsh. Riley Walsh. Framed Looks him like I choose this boy. What up? What up? Yeah. Him, I dang, have, dang. I have him uh, challenging. See, Ian Mitchell played for um, who we got in the Chicago trade, played for Monty at yes. Denver State. Um, yeah. And he hasn't really found his footing. He was a higher draft pick, higher. And, um, the Regula kid I used to watch in London when he was in the OHL. He used to be a stud, but like he just hasn't really found his. It, it's organizational depth, but I I, I kind of have Ian Mitchell and that Riley Walsh that you just mentioned uh, fighting for Clifton's spot this year yeah. with Carrick if he's resigned. You're gonna have to at this point. Is if yeah, 
you're going to be nickel and diming. I mean, I, the Bruins side note thing too. Bruins fans need to relax with the whole cap space and stuff too, because it could be worse. I mean, look at fucking Tampa Bay right now. They have what? 2 million in cap space. Look at fucking LA after the Dubois trade. They have fucking 400,000 in cap space. Some team, I forget. Who. And they don't even have a goalie. Oh, Montreal has like $63,000. No, 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 no. They have carry prices, 10.5 million to sit on. In LTIR. Yeah, no. Oh, hold on. Yeah, they, have... that they were planning on having him actually come back to the roster next year. Though. Oh, wow. Well, they, they, you're right. As of right now, Boosie, you're right. They have 400K, but yeah. 10.5 of it's LTI, LTIR eligible. Oh, is it 400K? I thought I saw, I saw someone with like 43,000. 40,000. I, yeah, I, I, you're right. There was a team. I forget who. Fucking. Yeah, I'm just. I don't want to get sidetracked here, but um, I might be able to pull it up while we're talking. Uh, oh, no, you're right. It, oh, no, so they got two hundred seventy thousand dollars left in cap space. They still have to resign New Hook, who's an no. RFA. So they are no, they're already in LTR. I'm on cap space right now. Yeah, they're negative okay. one point two in the hole um, as of whatever this was updated, and yeah. they're using okay, yeah. Yeah, so they so things, probably before the could be worse for his fans. So take a fucking chill pill. But yes, back to Taylor Hall and uh, Nick Polino. We dumped that salary six million a year. Uh, we got some guys back, but Nick Felino ended up getting fucking paid. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. I would never pay him that ticket. Not even half that. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. but Dude, I'm happy for him. For him to get, uh, what pretty much four. Twelve million dollars. I thought if he was going to come back, this he would be That's I, exactly. I thought if he was going to come back, it was going to be at the Lucic jail, possibly the and, air quote Lucic yeah. jail. Wait, wait a second. Have. Was that oh. Felino deal a three year deal? No, 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 no. no. So one he year. signed three point eight with us for two years, and then four million with them. Okay. So saying in a span of three years where he should not have been paid that much, he's making twelve million. That's fucking. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew he was making four mil with the Chicago Blackhawks. You said twelve. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. He no, no, yeah. Deal. I didn't see that. Yeah. Holy. I'm fucking drunk. Eh? But to go back to your <laughs> to your point there, Boosie, earlier, you said already that you would have preferred Felino over Lucic. Would you prefer Felino at four million or no. Lucic? No, it probably. We'll make it even more realistic. Wait, hold 1. on. 1.5 to 2. Lucic, Would you take him at 1.5 to 2? Because you know that was probably what we'd pay him. Over Lucic at 900,000? Yeah. No, I'm I'm taking Lucic just because you need exactly. to save every fucking penny there. Trust the process. But I'm, ta- I'm taking Lucic's deal over Felino's any d- day of the week. If it's- Lucic is coming here to retire. Like, I honestly don't think he's going to play over 50. He'll play the minimum games to win a cup. He won't say the Bruins do make the playoffs, knock on wood. He's not going to see Phil Kessel in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, Phil Kessel was scratched for Vegas. Are we going to see a line in the playoffs of Phil Kessel, David Krejci, and Milan Lucic? (laughs) (laughs) PP2? No, dude. No, dude. I have Lysel actually put. Put on the side, nah, dude. Blake Wheeler is gonna be on that. that line, dude. Blake uh, Wheeler is on the verge of being bought out, so it's possible. Sign Guys, here for another one million dollar deal. I saw it, and this is like I feel bad for Bobby Brewski because he's got two teams here obviously, the Boston Bruins and the Winnipeg Jets, as he mm. resides on the beaches of Winnipeg. But 
he's he's about to lose Hellebuck. He's uh, he lost PLD, which I don't think he could give two shits about. I, Dude, oh, that was he, a fleecing. He, he was, that was yeah, that was that was Winnipeg pants them, and I'm sure I'm sure Bobby's happy about that. But then Good for Winnipeg, they are lose, guys that can resign now. They're about to lose Blake Wheeler, and he could possibly be a Boston Bruin. I don't see that happening. I think there's more, but he could possibly be a Boston Bruin. And like, that's the best case scenario for our guy, Bobby Bruschi. I think there's more of a realistic um, avenue for Shifley to be a Boston Bruin than Wheeler. I think he's going to be cheaper than people anticipate. Oh yeah. He's going to have to do a show me deal, but like, I mean, he's he's a free agent though. It's a trade. He will be when he fucking gets bought out. Shifley, you think Shifley has a chance? Oh, no, no, no. I was talking Wheeler. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. We mixed them up. No, Shifley. Yeah. I'd want him to come with an extension if we're trading for him. But um, I mean, I would, I would do, I don't think they would do it, obviously, but I would do one for one Grizzly for Shifley. I mean, it's, yeah, you wouldn't do that. You'd probably need to throw in like uh, Harrison or something. Strawman. No, just kidding. Yo, to be honest, fuck them picks. Like, just give everyone our picks from now on. Seriously. But um, speaking of Bobby Bruschi, the man, the myth, the legend, Tripodsky, before we uh, touch on any more topics, I think this is another phenomenal chance to bring in. Reminder, he's going to be with us on the live stream, so make sure you uh, subscribe to Only Bruins Podcast on YouTube. But it's a great time to bring it over to the one and only Bobby, Bobby. Bruce Enjoy, folks. Trapodsky. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Bruce What's going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Probably brought to you by Only Bruins and Black and Gold Productions. Little Daniel Romano for ya. Nocturne Childs, the track. Considering you may be listening to this on the Canada Day weekend, I thought I'd broadcast you some music from the Great Wide North. How we feeling, baby? How you doing? I've missed you. Let's get into it, eh? First off, I want to say thank you to everybody that reached out after last week's episode. Your words mean more than anything. Um, waking up and, oh, you know, I'm terrible at reading DMs. I'm terrible at responding to text messages. And when I got around to it, to have a, a whole bunch of you reach out with just the kindest, the kindest of literature to start off your day, it just very humbling and I just want you all to know you all know who you are but I want you all to know I have your back if anyone ever tries to fuck with you I will McQuaid that motherfucker I got you fuck I love this fan base hell hell of a couple of days hey get some congratulations in order here Lena Solmark Vesna Trophy winner, along with Jeremy Swayman, William Jennings winners as well. You have the best back end in hockey, baby. Absolutely jacked. Loved his speech. Loved his little goalie, Bob. 
throw in there. That was always fun, too. We're going to talk more about him. But my guy, our guy, our new boss, Jim Montgomery, coach of the year, the Jack Adams. Unbelievable speech um, to, to have the spotlight and to take the moment to talk about sobriety. I know our tagline is no beer is safe. I know I love crushing cold ones, but I have a lot of friends and a lot of love for the people who are taking it day by day. We believe in you and we're here for you. And I just want you to know, I'm so fucking proud of each and every last one of you. Jim Montgomery, unbelievable. Jimbo, Monty. We're going to talk more about him in a bit. Patrice Bergeron, six-time Selkie Trophy winner, surpassing the record previously held by Patrice Bergeron as the five-time Selkie Trophy winner. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's nighttime right now. We haven't heard much. Uh, there's just that tweet that came out about Bertuzzi potentially staying with the Bees. Don saying the same thing he said last year. We're going to give Bergy as much time as he wants. He owes it. They, uh, at least the organization owes it to him to do that. Listen, regardless of what happens, it's not a matter of if but when his number goes to the rafters. And I think we've reached the point where it's not a matter of if but when his name gets tagged onto the Selkie Trophy. Years from now, when you have kids and I have kids or your friends have kids, and you get sucked into watching the award show because that's what it's made for, it's going to be very awesome to have them present the Bergeron Selkie Trophy. It's going to be great to see someone get that trophy, accept it, hold it in the air, thank their friends, thank their family, thank their coaches, and you're going to know that you got to see Patrice Bergeron do his magic. You got to see the name on the trophy. And on the title and on, on the uh, subject of trophies, I do think that if we're doing the Bergeron Selkie, that you have to put Ovi's name on the Maurice Rocker Richard Trophy as well, because he's pretty much won that thing as many times as anyone could ever guess. Although Pasta has a lot of years ahead of him, and so does McDavid, so we will see. Just exciting, you know. It's the first time a lot of us have seen those boys. Since the accident interview, so to see them all dazzled up, having a good time, laughing, it was very refreshing and it was awesome. And I didn't realize uh, how needed that was. Like to see Linus and to see Pasta, to see Jimbo, to even see Don and Cam. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, what we'll see after the draft, if Don wins GM of the year, I don't, know, I don't think it matters to those guys. I mean, I'm sure after one, it's kind of like whatever. Add it to the closet, right? You know, it's good to see some traction going on at the head office. The centennial announcement, amazing. The logo, spectacular. I'm sure the sweaters are going to be fucking just a breath of fresh air. Maybe even take your breath away. I'm very excited to buy $1,000 worth of jerseys. And remember, it's the last year of the Adidas deal, so it's probably the last time we're going to get some decent jerseys. Heading into the weekend, though. And with the award show looming on the Monday night, thought, um, I don't really care about awards. I'm just going to get that out of the way. You know, I care about, you know, the Stanley Cup, the Vince Lombardi, the Grey Cup, you know, 
Uh, personal awards, I've, I've never been a fan of. It's not my thing. I understand it. I get it. Uh, but leading into this award show, this was the first time in years I actually really wanted our boys to come home with some hardware. Uh, specifically with Jim Montgomery. At one point during the weekend, uh, I did go for a stroll. And uh, I listened to... Now, now this no means is this a shout-out to Cam and Strick. They get enough clout as it is. But uh, I listened to their interview that they had with Jim Montgomery last summer. Now, prior to the hire... I really didn't know much about Jimbo. All right. I knew that the Dallas Stars team that he coached had gone all the way to the Stanley Cup without him after he removed himself from the team. I also knew that he was on the St. Louis coaching staff for about two seasons. He replaced Mark Savard, of all people. And I know that he was an instrumental part in their power kill and their penalty uh, power kill and their power play and their penalty kill. You'll have to forgive me on the mumble jumble of words there. And here's the thing. Here's what I also knew about him going into uh, the hiring. I was part of a weird camp. Now, I strongly believe had Bennington not gotten injured in that Colorado series, I think St. Louis goes to the Stanley Cup and potentially wins it. Just, you know, that's my little what if of that season. Now, listening to the Cam and Strict episode, Think about it. This was last summer, so this is before we win 65 games. This is before the madness of Linus and Sway. This is before all that. Uh, I didn't know much about Jimbo, but I remember learning that he was a Habs fan, so that irked me a bit. Nothing too serious, of course, but, you know, it's one of those things, you know? Uh, you know, but him bouncing around the league and bouncing around the minors, that was a huge green flag for me. You know, regardless of the fact that he even played for the enemies. I mean, he played with the... He played for St. Louis, he played for the Habs, and he played for the fucking Philadelphia Flyers, those goddamn scumbags. He had a couple cups of coffee, too, with the San Jose Sharks and the Dallas Stars. Capped off his playing career in Russia. A little bittersweet. Where he really gets interesting, where I really loved, this is when I really fell in love with him. Uh, Monty spent 14 years coaching amongst uh, four different leagues. Of course, most notably winning two championships at the Dubuque, Fighting Saints before landing a job at the University of Denver. And if you get a coaching job in college, that's like getting a government job. I mean, good pay, good hours, good benefits. It's a hard job to walk away from. He really could have just stayed at the U of Denver and retired. Bunch of teams called him up, though. Florida Panthers knocking on his door once. The New York Rangers, most specifically, Reached out to Jimbo. Uh, but it was Dallas that he settled on. He talked to a few different people. He talked about it. Babs was one of them. Michael Babcock. Mitch Marner's favorite coach, of course. And that's what intrigued me about Jimbo. Is he picked Dallas not only because they were a good team, but he picked him because he thought it'd be a great place to move his family rather than move him to the burbs of New York. And the interesting part about him in Dallas that I completely forgot until I re-listened to the uh, interview, is he also fell to the St. Louis Blues in the Game 7 in 2019. There's something about that that just kinetically I just made me feel like it was meant to have him. It was meant to be, you know? And his breakdown of that series, if you... I, I suggest you go back and listen to this interview because his breakdown was everything you needed. I needed to hear last summer. 
I mean, and it's very interesting how it, how it almost mirrors the Florida series and how there's a lot of room for Jimbo to grow. I mean, one thing he talks a lot about is how in game six in the second period, you know, they're leading the series three to two, game's title one, and he talks about how he wished he emphasized more that had they just won that period, they'd probably win the series. He talks about his lack of emotion they showed during, throughout the playoffs and how he wished he demanded more from his players. You know, a great quote that he has is that uh, as a coach, there's sometimes when you show emotion, and there's sometimes we just want to be more professional. You know, you want to focus more on the X and O of the games and give the players what they need rather than demand it from them. And, of course, you know, if you remember well, game, well, Dallas loses game six. Game seven goes to overtime. Jamie Benn has the wraparound that Bennington saved. I mean, have, have, Bennington, <laughs> Bennington, have Bennington let that in and Ben score? I mean, who knows, right? It's one of those great what-ifs, but that's hockey. You know, a couple of minutes later, puck gets loose, Pat Maroon scores. Fucking Gloria. You know, and after he got let go and he put himself into rehab, and got a job in St. Louis, and he got a front row seat with Craig Berube, who was one of the best guys in the games when it comes to pushing, pulling back, and just sitting. You know, he talked a lot about his experience that he learned in St. Louis, and very interesting quote as he says, you know, next time I come up, maybe demanding it won't be the right thing. You know, it's a feel that you have to have and you have to trust your gut. And as long as you trust your gut, you know, you can live with your decision. Now, I appreciate that he lives and dies by his coaching decisions. You know, he's got a lot of accountability. It's a very attractive trait to have, especially when you're a leader. Uh, but a big trust your gut guy. Trusting your gut, that's, uh, you know, I do the same thing. I'm sure you do the same thing. And uh, listening back to that interview, making notes, listening to him on um, a few other podcasts, it almost, and it's bittersweet to say, but it made me maybe even appreciate what happened in the playoffs more. You know, because we're, we're a few months past this series now. It's a little easier, at least for me, to see highlights a little easier to go back and watch games. It doesn't sting as much. Although, depending on what happens with Bergie, I'm sure that opinion will change. But the more that I thought about his quote and his viewpoint on trusting your gut, on when he's you know he's pulling back and not demanding of the players, I just think about game five, six, and seven. Now, he had a front row seat. He was in the room. He watched that team win 65 games. He helped him be the best third-period team in hockey. And sometimes you think about the decisions that were made, the changes that didn't happen, and you realize that his gut told him to trust the team that he had coached, trust his players. And I think going with that viewpoint of what he's talked about, and I went back and I rewatched uh, highlights and clips of all three of those games, made me realize, you know what, as much as we all can be an armchair coach, an armchair GM, and in hindsight 2020, here's what you should have done, I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I would have changed anything because he did everything that we all did. We just trusted that the boys had, a, had what it took to win. And then the sad reality is that they did show up for him. I mean, they, they showed up in every third period in those elimination games. It just wasn't enough. And that's 
the saddest part about it. On the bright side, it's the Jack Adams Award winner, and it's only his first year of his contract. You can't, it's hard. I know it's a little bleak sometimes looking at the future of the Bruins, but you see a guy like that behind the bench, a guy that has been through hell and back, who very accountable, is not scared to look into a, the, the fire, you know? Leadership's a lonely thing. People forget that. I'm looking forward to what Jimbo does in the second year and the future beyond that. I just wanted to talk about our guy Montgomery because I was I was devastated when Butch got fired, you know, and there were moments in the season where I, you, you, we all were there. We all thought that maybe that might be something that might have to happen, but I, I'm, it's looking like it might have worked out for both parties. Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno. We'll probably talk more about on the live streams that we're having July 1st. Very excited to do that, talk about free agency. But I just want to take the time to say that Taylor Hall may go down as one of my favorite players of this era of hockey. And it breaks my heart that we couldn't get him the ring that he was missing from his uh, lustrous career. Uh, you know, when, when Berge was hug, hugging everyone off the ice, Taylor was one of the guys that he really embraced. And you could really see the hurt in Berge, you know. Taylor, you know, we brought Taylor to Boston because he was everything that we thought that, or he's everything that Edmonton thought he'd be, everything New Jersey thought he'd be, everything Arizona thought he'd be. We thought he'd be that, that missing piece to take us to the next step. And we flirted many times, and we came close many times, but we just couldn't get it done. Take care of him, Chicago, and whoever you flip him to, my God, win him a fucking cup. Please. Fliggy, we're not going to talk about last season. It is what it is, and it's done. But what a phenomenal year he had this season. I mean... To have that much leadership in the room, to have a guy who can have a big goal from time to time, get in the corner, stick up for the boys, have a great speech. I mean, you knew cap-wise, you probably weren't keeping him. But you knew whoever was going to get him was going to get a real gem. It's a shame. Couldn't keep him. It's business. It's caps. It's money. It is what it is. I love Fliggy, though. This past season was great. Another fella that I hope and I wish that we would have gotten a ring for him. The first in the Felino family. I don't believe his dad won one. Although his dad was on the 93 Toronto team, so it came close. Next time I talk to you, free agencies will open. We'll probably have some more answers on what's going to happen. Is Bert coming home? Is Bergey coming home? Is Kreitchy coming home? Or are, they, are we not even getting a chance to get any of them? We'll see, though. We will absolutely see. Now, before I shoot it back off to the boys, I just want to say, I don't know who Dirk Bentley is. I couldn't name you a song. I couldn't hum you a chorus. It is what it is. But I do know one thing. I hope whoever it is that he pays to write his songs are far more talented than the people who wrote the jokes at the award show. And Dirk, when you get home from whatever event you're at, whether that's a tour, a show or maybe a guest on Ellen, just remember 
that worn denim jacket that looks like you've worn it for years, those cowboy boots, you have to return those to the PR department at your record label. Those are not yours. All right. You've been great. I've been Bobby. And if you're listening to this beforehand, happy 4th of July. To quote my favorite American author, Nathaniel West, remember, art is a way out. Do not let life overwhelm you. When the old paths are choked with debris of failure, look for a newer and fresher paths. Art is such a path. Art is distilled from suffering. Miss Lonely Hearts, baby. Give it a read this summer. I love you all. We'll see you soon. Once again, happy 4th of July, baby. Let's go bees. Bobby fucking Bruce. It doesn't fucking miss. What a legend. Like I said, you're going to get more Bobby's Corner, more of Bobby. Well, not more of Bobby's Corner, but you're going to get more of Bobby Saturday morning, bright and early, 11 a.m. I think that's 10 a.m. Yeah. for him, right? Yeah. Fucking animal. Be. We'll be gassing Might bears. Even be 930. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to kind of, well, the plan is 11, but it might be 1030 for us. I'd, I don't know what the plan is. Dude, I'm going to be up and drinking at 10 in the morning. So, that's yeah i'm that seems on brand yeah i know yeah no that, that's very <laughs> on brand i mean we have to honor our badge you know yeah. no being safe but we started can we just Bobby's talk about corner. the movement we started this this fucking season yeah. how about that get... going viral the last game of the season fucking yeah, i i think we deserve a quick little pat on the back you know like i'm it, still in it, shock about that but yeah like I still so I'll just be oh. scrolling my time or my timeline and somebody I don't even follow follow is like no beers safe. Like I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? Usually like every other day I'll like search up the hashtag no beer safe and I'll go to like latest and I'll just retweet them all. Uh, yeah. you but know, try the, what, to get the what, movement going. Where I'm getting at is thank you to everybody. Honestly, yes. thanks for fucking be, sticking with us. Would it be us. possible with that, you guys? Obviously, Brett and Bobby, you guys are phenomenal about it. I mean, it, it, it's it's a fun thing to uh, push along. So yeah. but, it's a good community thing. Like I said, Bobby's going to be on with us Saturday morning. So Gas if Bobby's corner wasn't long, if Bobby's corner wasn't long enough for you, you got more Bobby Saturday morning, baby, for a few hours. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, only Bruins podcast and let's have some fun, but we got to kind of talk about free agency. We're going to talk about some possible guys that we could want some PTOs that we could see. That's, you know, within the picture. Uh, And then we're going to end this podcast kind of with some draft conversations as Brett has some notes. And I, I think ACE might even, but we'll see, but yeah, free agency is opening up Saturday. There's some veterans that we could bring in. We're talking about guys that we kind of keep have an eye on that we could see coming in. Uh, one guy I could possibly see coming in, if assuming that he's going to be cheap, for me at least, is I know a lot of people might not like it, but it's a right-handed shot on the decor is Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's on the back nine. He's on like the 17th hole right now, but he's a right-handed shot. He's a veteran. He's won it before. Like he's, had like you need right-handed shots you have way too many left-handed shots i'm assuming he's going to come in for possibly the veteran minimum i mean it'd be be the 36 yeah he's 35 it'd be the the defense lucic 
Yes, but basically, I, I would say he's a little bit better than Lucic in his position. Uh, thirty. Right yeah, he'll be thirty. He's thirty-four point three, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> I was close. I was close, but that's kind of a guy that I'm keeping my eye on in free. Thirty-five and up contract, you can bury it or buy it out easily. And. I can't imagine too many people. I mean, the free agency isn't too good. And another Awful. one of many reasons why I'm worried about uh, Bertuzzi reaching July 1st is just because he could get way overpaid. And if someone wants to overpay him, go for it. But I don't think a lot of people are going to be knocking on the door, Shat and Kirk. I think he could come in cheap. I think maybe he wants a chance at one last cup, one last run. You know, Boston's great. He's a BU kid. So, fuck, why not? I was just going to say something, and this is so off topic, but if, if you're Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, do you not go back to Chicago for a year? I feel like you kind of have to now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they just brought in the, like, 2015 super team. Like, you, what the fuck? Do you think that they'll actually do that, though? Like, I, Kyle why? Davidson coming out and saying that jo- uh, Jonathan Taves, Taves will not, not return. But I heard already a rumor that Kane was going to go back to the Blackhawks to rehab this injury and then get traded at the deadline again and then move on from there. But I also have heard he he wants to sign with Buffalo. So, yeah, I could see uh, Kane signing with Buffalo. I'd take a flyer on Kane, to be honest. You know how many fucking right wingers? He's still going to get paid. That's the thing. So. Can you? Okay, I know I'm like pivoting here a little bit and it has a little bit to do with free agency, but like. There's been some talk on Twitter about this too, but can you imagine a fourth line of Milan Lucic, Trent Frederick, and Garnet Hathaway? No, uh, I put I I actually put Beach in there because I have Frederick as a top nine guy now. But yes, that's fair. That would, uh, I I but I was didn't I tell that to you, Boosie? I was like, imagine a fourth line of fucking um, Lucic, Beecher, and Hathaway, and I heard that was the plan and why they wanted to bring Hathaway back because Beecher got his fucking knock or his block knocked off a couple times in the AHL this year. And it'd be nice to like, it's time for Beecher to try and make a step. Let's be serious. Yeah. Right. Like you he's got to play NHL. Yeah. He's got to play NHL games this year. So what is Chicago doing with Bedard? They're surrounding him with talent and they're also going to protect him. You know that. Why wouldn't you do the same thing for your fucking, if you're going to go youth movement, I keep Hathaway over Bertuzzi and that's fucking crazy to say. But if if you're really going to buy into this and you don't have the money for Batuzzi and you don't think it's worth the long-term ramifications, I'd take Hathaway at $2 million for a year or two. I don't know. Just just me. Because, like, what's in the open market? Or- like, oh, let, me, let me read this list to you. Kane, Taves, Ekman, Larson, O'Reilly, Tarasenko. I'd take James Van Riemsdyk on a flyer, actually. Pacioretty, like you said, Ace. Lucic, Dumba. Like it's it's kind of a weird FA. Or do you do like the Tampa Bay method and you toss one point five mil at Hathaway for like five years? You give him the term in exchange I, for the lower about it before with Hathaway, like mm-hmm. four years at one point two five. So essentially, at the end of the deal, it gets him that extra million. Five million, yeah, yeah. So it's it's possible, but in my eyes, when you look at it. And we He's know what Kevin DuPont, paid. that dildo keeps fucking tweeting out. We fucking get it, buddy. But <laughs> I know. But I think Don, I think Donnie's playing lie, chess. I truly believe that Don is playing chess and uh, chess with us and the others are playing checkers potentially. But yeah, I could be totally wrong. So but 
where was I going with this? Why did I start talking about Pathway 1.25? Yes. Basically saying that none of the trades we got this year will be re-signed, whatever. Yeah. I see Hathaway coming back. He's a more skilled in your face, Lucic with the right handed shot. Like throw him on the third line in a pinch. He could could shuffle there between the third and fourth line. Absolutely. Especially with the fucking rock. Like Steen's playing second line right wing right now. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard this, but like, uh, like Hathaway, he wasn't the same player in the postseason. And that's not a secret. No, he definitely wasn't. That That cross check to his back. From Kachuk. Did you guys hear that he was like neutered? He was told by the coaching staff not to do Hathaway things. Like I had seen that in a few different places. See, I heard I heard that, but I also would more believe that Kachuk broke one of his ribs when he cross-checked them. Well, what game was that? What game was that? Was it two? It was in Boston. I thought it was five. Was it? I could be wrong. I'm but, I have no either way. He didn't seem like the same but player. You, but it, you're right. He didn't seem like the same player. And I think that from after the postseason ended, coaching staff and Cam Neely met, and Cam Neely already came out and said, you know, Cam Neely, he's like, we weren't tough enough. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, I guess Jim Montgomery said, yeah, I acknowledge that we were not tough enough against the Florida. So, do you take they that? They said there wasn't enough pushback. Do you take a flyer on uh, Patrick Hornquist? Injury prone. Did he? He didn't even play last year, did he? No, he's still hurt. But yeah. but PTO. What worries, what worries me is a guy like uh, Florida. Speaking of Florida, wait, he was still on the Panthers, right? Yeah, LTS. Yeah, I mean, potential PTO to see if he can stay healthy. Sure, why not? I mean, he's a veteran I who's been there keep- and done it before. But what worries me about Florida is that they're actively shopping Anthony Duclair, which means they're probably trying to clear up a little mm-hmm. bit. They are. It's for a guy like Bertuzzi, who's better in my eyes. Let- so that's a little bit more. You get Bertuzzi and fucking Matthew Kachuk on the same team. No, thanks. Fuck. You think about this, too. Bertuzzi likes to fish. There's no state tax. The flight from Toronto, which is Sudbury, to Florida is really cheap and runs all year round. Um, If he wants to get family down there, he's an anti-vaxxer. Florida, same. (laughs) I I don't know. It just makes so much sense to me. It it doesn't make sense, if you know what I mean. Like it, And this is where tampering happens in the NHL. you got to be fucking kidding me to tell me that there's no way Bertuzzi doesn't know that they'd give him $7 million. That's bullshit. You know well, you for just, a fact. You just know that that Florida is telling people, and people are telling mm-hmm. Bert, so they can't be accused of tampering. Exactly. But yeah. it's just – it's that stupid – like, it's a – you can kind of tell Sweeney's frustrated. You know what I mean? With the Bertuzzi and Hathaway and Orloff situation. Um, if I'm him, I'm trying to find a team that wants to sign Orloff to eight years and just trade that for a pick next year. Yeah, uh, sixth round pick, please. Yeah, just and like that happened to Hayes, right? When they traded him to Philly, they got like a fifth or a sixth. Uh, Winnipeg did. Six, they, yeah. they didn't even know if they could sign him. They just did it because to show him that they wanted to sign him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, see, the one that makes the most sense to me and I think is going to happen and you have to get rid of a D to make it make sense is Oliver Mackman Larson for like a million bucks. I mean, it makes he was, way too much sense. I mean, he had Boston and Vancouver on his only trade destinations list for like two I, seasons in a row. 
I've heard so, it's Boston or Tampa. Oh, yes. That's dude. I totally forgot about the name because things have been a little bit too wild lately. I'm I came with my nipple here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's he just had a really shitty season in Vancouver after an injury. Yeah, but look at Jim and... Montgomery. Look at their defense. Like, look at Lindholm coming in. Completely different player. I think it's a great idea, man. Bring him yeah. in a one year, like low money, would you, show me deal. And then do you think he's looking to get paid? I don't. No. I think he's trying what? to show what he can do. Dude, what he can do. He's gonna get paid for the next like four well, years from Vancouver and the Yotes. Didn't someone else get paid, uh, bought out, and then they still got a pretty good ticket? Yeah, Madonna, because he should have never got bought out. Yeah, they were kind of in a tough position. Yeah, and the Bruins should have fucking signed that ticket, but Tampa mm-hmm. swooped in quicker. Either way, I wasn't, I, I, wasn't I that a trade, not a buyout? I thought that was a trade. I think it was a bio trade. I don't know. I watched whatever. It doesn't matter. No, it was a trade. Yeah, was a trade. I watched a B and G thing where they they argued about it for like thirty five. No, wasn't it actually? Wasn't it Shattenkirk who got bought out? They both did at separate times or something like that. So I actually have a name to throw at you guys for free agency. I've got a couple here. Please. Um. So we all love Hathaway because he's a New Englander, right? He's from Mm -hmm. Maine. I'm gonna throw another New Englander at you, Brian Dumoulin. From the pens. He's an unrestricted free agent defenseman. We're gonna have to clear out some names on the left side as well. He's a left D man, but he's been a great member of that Pens team. Two time, three time, was three time cup champ with the Pens. Um, I would I love to know. see him back. He uh, was on the back to backs. Yeah, I would love to see him on the Bruins. Yeah. So dude, Zucker, another pit guy that I think you could get on cheaper 31. I don't know if he's a New England guy or not, but if we're talking um, Pittsburgh players, uh, that one that one kind of intrigues me. And I knew I uh, I know the Bruins were in on him time ago when he got traded from Minnesota to Pittsburgh. But it was the like, same year that we got Coyle, wasn't it? Yes, we. I think we pivoted there. Yeah. Um, but Dumoulin's from Biddeford, Maine, so it's it's pretty like, close to. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty close down. to Hathaway. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. The, um, the, go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. No, the site I'm on right now. Oh, Jonathan Druin. Sorry, I'm mixing him up with Monaghan. I don't even know if I'd take a flyer on him. No, Druin's um, washed, dude. Klingberg's kind of interesting. Max Domi. I, I think you have to go and sign Max Domi if you don't sign Bertuzzi. Neely has been all over him for so long. It There's a lot of players in this FA that make sense for the Bruins. Domi, and- Domi is a gamer, playoff gamer. Mm-hmm. Like he, he shows up for it. Absolutely. I'm not yeah. a fan of his, but he does show up for the playoffs. He was he, one of the better players for uh, Dallas. He did great in Dallas this year, and they yeah. wanted to extend yeah. him, but they it's couldn't make the dollars happen. work. Yeah. And um, I also heard that Chicago is interested in potentially talking to yeah, him. bringing him back. Well, he liked it there. He wants, like, why wouldn't, if that's my thing, why wouldn't, but do you want to keep doing that, going back to Chicago for a year? You know what I mean? Like, every fucking year or so, you go back to Chicago I mean, if the ticket's right, fuck it, but, like. I, I guess. What okay, case? so I mean, this is it's a little that- bit. It's a little bit more enticing this year going back to, or next year going back to, um, uh, fuck oh, yeah. Chicago, you know, play like, on Bedard and fucking Hall's wing or whatever. Yeah, but you he's know also I mean? centerman too, so I don't know. Yeah, he, well, he was more right handed shots Kane. too. I that's dude, they don't exist. <laughs> Me, like, my yeah, hand, I'm a right handed shot. Hey, I'll take an ATO. 
I know. I shout out that shout out Providence. I'll take an ATO. I'm I got to start out. going to stick practice, stick time at uh warrior and just like, yeah. Hey, Donnie, fucking look at me. Do a bar <laughs> bar up <laughs> bar up ski. Um, okay. I'm going to throw out a couple of vet names at you guys. Do you take a flyer on Eric Johnson? Yes. No, Thanks. he's no. a left-handed shot. No, right-handed shot. I'm good. He is. Yeah. Fuck me. Still. No. Um, do you take a flyer on Jonathan Taves? Yes. Yes. If he's interested, yes. And I think it makes sense too, which is annoying. The I mean, one, we have no center. Let him slot the one, in. As, yeah. <laughs> top the Zaka, one you, Zaka's your number one center right now. The one, I, and I don't hate that. I know people do, but I really trust him. I don't like him at 1C, maybe 2 Not 1C, but yeah. But I mean, um, I, I do trust Coyle too. It's just the thing is, like, there's going to be a lot of 2 1 games next year one nothing two one games doesn't just ryan go ahead brett doesn't ryan o'reilly make a lot Mm -hmm. of sense to play between marshawn and debrusque absolutely Uh uh-huh i think what's what's he gonna want no dude it's out which i heard it's done with toronto they fucked up i don't know how he doesn't want to sign there i knew he wasn't going back to toronto it's just what's it gonna cost to get him here yeah i think you could do three years at three million it sucks, but what are we supposed to do? No, I know. Like, like what you have to field a team. The thing at is, some you point. three years at three mil, and then that kind of just like, well, you have the last year actually only like a million dollars in the real contract, so it's buyoutable. Um, but yeah, I know but you're because you'll still have Zaka here. I think what Coil has two years left, right? Two or three, whatever. Yeah, Beecher. Yeah, Portois, I think I think three years Harrison. is just long. You're what if they just what if they punt it with the D or D centerman and they just don't get one? Like that's a very real possibility. Yeah, I it mean, Lord really knows quiet. we're paying we're paying Coil to play like a fucking top six center, but I think yeah, when he got that ticket, they were projecting him to be a top six centerman, and then Bergeron obviously is still here. And he just kind of never took that next step. And then you kind of saw it later on in the season and in the playoffs that he is capable capable of being a top six centerman, but not for 82 games. I yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in him. Maybe he's for a gamer. 20. Don't get me for wrong. 20, maybe 80, 82 plus. Oh, no. You've you've had and this is where things kind of go bad and kind of go sour for uh for the Boston Bruins here is that you've had the luxury of having Coyle as your third line centerman. And you remember 2019 when they brought in Johansson and the instant connection there with him. And then what was it this year? Him Paul, Paul and, and um, Trent daddy Frederick. So it's like, you've had that luxury and you haven't capitalized yet. I get it. You made it to game seven in the Stanley cup finals, but you haven't capitalized on it yet. When you've had the luxury of having a top six centerman, playing on your third line and it's just like i mean this was the first that was our like dude our depth was fucking bananas this year and we still couldn't capital fuck dude even in 2019 that was our fucking cup like fuck it's so annoying and it's like that's what i said to you in the offseason right when it hit boozy i was like like ace i don't know if you agree with me or not but i'm done being the best regular season of all time like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. the last 10 years, the Bruins have won three President's Trophies. I mean, this is I'm, perfect evidence. All you got to do is make the fucking show and then figure out how to play. 
like yeah. seven hundred fifty k contracts, PTOs. Like, look how Florida did it this year. And I, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick were talking about how the league is split right now. You either do the fucking Vegas model and you find a top center, you find a top D, you figure out your goalie, and then you get elite, elite, and then have William Carlson and Riley Smith playing on your third line, kind of like we had this past year, right? But then there's half the league going the other route, like the Vancouver's. Well, what if we just fucking get in and we get good goaltending and Thatcher Demko or uh, Patterson lights it up or you know what I mean? Like you have New Jersey going the other way and then you have teams like Vancouver going the other way. It's like, what are the Bruins doing? Like, I just want them to show me which direction you're going in, because if you just want to make the playoffs, I have no fucking problem with that anymore. Zero. I did in the past. That's, that's no. the name. The league that's the is name changed. of the game, baby. Yes, I hate. I hate being a wild card team, and I like home ice. But the league has changed. the The league has changed. Everything has changed. I mean, it all kind of changed when it goes back to fucking the Kings. I mean, when they won as an eight mm-hmm. seed, they just went on this absolute tear. And Dude, we Florida won like won in, Florida went and showed it again. You just got to go on. The, you got to catch fire at the right time. We won like sixty games on the road this year. I know it's exaggerating, but like, you know what I mean? Like you can win on other people's fucking barns. Florida did it against Toronto. Like I, I, I'm just so sick of home ice advantage. I'm so sick of having fucking the best team of all time. Like I, I, I it's been 10 years since I've seen or 12 years since I've seen my team. Lift yeah, the I don't, That's long I don't enough. want the president's trophy. I don't care about fucking being the best. team. We did it. I just, I, we I, did I want, it. I want, you know, what was 2019? Where'd we finish? Second seed, right? Yeah. Uh, second in the league. And then 2020, we were first. That was our president's trophy year. Yes. And then this yeah. year was the president's trophy year. And then there's another one in the past 10 years. Oh, 2013, I think we won the president's trophy too. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm just sick of being the best. Like, just get through the playoffs. I mean, get through the regular season, mm-hmm. make the playoffs, stay healthy. Keep the legs fresh and see what you can do. But yeah, I don't know. If you keep the goalie hug, you're gonna make the playoffs. There's no fucking way. And I like, have you're a gonna tell me goalies are sticking around. I just have that feeling now. Yeah. I, and I, we've they, got a really stacked decor still. I mean, yeah. anytime you have you know Hampus Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo, you're gonna be a good team. We're hoping yes. Zabor will make that step finally. I think he will. I think you'll see a lot of improvement this year. I don't think he'll be like that guy that he was before his torn ACL when he was really starting to project and look like a, a first round draft pick. But he sh- he shows flashes of uh, of promise, I guess you can say. So we'll see if he can kind of develop that into a full regular season kind of game. I mean, he I has the like hockey that. sense for it. I just yeah. feel like he might have slowed down a little with this injury. Yeah, I mean, fuck me. He needs to be a defense version of Krejci. That's what he reminds me of, and that's what he needs to be. Just read the fucking play, do your job. I don't care about points. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, you're gonna be a third line, third line defenseman, anyways. Maybe you'll get top four minutes. You'll just kind of be middle bottom there, but just, just do your job. And you know, fucking break out, break out the puck. Trust your goaltenders. Trust your instincts. And bada bing, bada boom. Simple as that. Sign me up, baby. It was more of the uh, Noah Hannafin smoke that was just pushed out by uh, Pierre 
Uh, Pierre Lebrun says uh, several teams, including Florida and Boston, have shown interest in Noah Hannafin, but Yo, the Flames have not been presented with anything close to what they believe is fair value. The, Florida would be crazy not to try and flip Duclair for Hannafin. They'd be fucking nuts. And, and to be honest, if I'm tree living, I'm doing. I, well, actually, never mind. Hannafin said he won't play anywhere but the states, so never mind. Yeah, I, he he wants to be oh. a good old American boy again. Hannafin, if, he said. Oh, sorry, if Florida sorry. moves Duclair for Hannafin, what would even the Bruins' response be to that? Swayman. Uh, and well, I know Gr- we don't want Grizzlick, to move one of the goalies. Grizzly but... would be in the package. Mm-hmm. For sure. Has to be. Um, Grizzlick and Forbert, maybe. I don't know. You can't give up Grizzlick. No, they have Zadorov. They won't take Forbert. They have Zadorov. Um, it, it, would it would probably be Grizzlick, Hannafin, or Hannafin, Harrison-ish type prospect, and probably a second. That's and that's like the best you can do, man. That's what's so sad about this. That's just that's the best you can fucking do. I think Grizzlick's being a little undervalued there. I think you can get away with possibly like a Grizzlick and... Here, let me throw something out real quick. Edmonton just opened up like $6 in cap space. I think that's kind of ironic for one of the teams that was heavily invested in Grizzlick and also wants Allmark um, or has been interested in Allmark. The thing is, they have no one they can give us that we actually want. I'd take Holloway. He's a struggling prospect. Holloway. Oh, okay. Holloway, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want a prospect, man. I want someone, dude. Like... <laughs> this is the game we're playing now. I mean, if I if I'm getting a prospect, I just... it's got to be someone to... under 900k coming back, yeah. or like something around that price. I am much more comfortable with rolling with Linus Olmark as our goalie versus Jeremy Swayman. Swayman has not yet proven to me yet that he can handle the load. Did you tweet one? this yeah. today? No, I did not. Somebody tweeted it though, right? I think I did see something like that from someone. Yes, I. But continue. Sorry. No, I, I mean I'm just thinking like, Linus Olmark has proven from his time in Buffalo, not that he did well in Buffalo, nobody would, that he can be a number one goalie. He's been our number one in Boston. Then again, I mean we haven't played him like six or seven games in a row. He's had Swayman to lean on, but mm-hmm. if we decided to trade a goalie, I think it would have to be Swayman at this point just because he's a restricted free agent. The team that would acquire him could set their own contract with him. I think that he probably has more value because, you know, it's 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 very much a, um, a little bit more of in control for another team. So I, that that's the so, avenue I'd go. So you're I, saying so you're saying Shifley for Swayman makes more sense now. I mean, I mean, that's what that beat writer in Winnipeg was saying, right? It does. It's been, it's it been rumored. Sense now. It's been, re- it's been rumored. Like I told Boosie about it, what, a week ago? I was like, Winnipeg wants Swayman, not Allmark. And that's what the hang up is about. Dude, there was this massive package that the Bruins put together. It was like Jake DeBrusque, Allmark, like all these players for Pierre Luc Dubrot and Shifley at reduced salary. And Winnipeg said no because they wanted Swayman and Boston said no, we're not giving you Swayman. That's it, just that's just what I heard. And I told Boosie that like a week ago. I think and I'm okay with that after seeing what PLD got paid. And, and it's just like it's a lot Winnipeg of Winnipeg fleeced him, dude. Yeah. Winnipeg fleeced him. And this mm-hmm. is what I think too. It's like 
I'll take Shifley, but I want a contract talked over. And fuck, man, losing Swayman would suck. But well, you mean you want li- an extension, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, an extension talked over. And I'd want that Lucic because I don't think you'd get Pefferetti. I think it's a little too much of an ask. But yeah. I'd want Lambert or Luch Lucic or something like that. At Luz- Luzic, he was in the USDP program. He hasn't really panned out much yet. Um, big body. Big body boy, and I'd take him and Shifley for Swayman, but like that. Now we're getting into hating Brett for breaking up the goalie hug again. <laughs> yeah, but at some point you gotta just move on from that. And like I get it, you all love the goalie hug, and it's great and all, especially when we're but playing I mean, as good as we are. You look at Brandon Bussey though, like. He had a hell He's of a ready, season in dude. Providence, dude. Like I'm sick potential. of this. He hasn't played games. Like, okay, dope. And like, the thing then is, he needs he's, some. He's an older prospect. Mm-hmm. He's 26. He all four years of college. 25 or 26. I just right into the mic, my bad. <laughs> I do that every fucking week, so it's okay. But he's he's an older prospect. He played all four years of college, didn't he? And then he probably fucking yeah. played two years of juniors. Before Dude, he that. made it to the fucking final four finals with like Western Michigan or something. Oh shit, shit, that's right. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at what look at what Vegas did with Logan Thompson. I mean, this kid came out of nowhere, and he yeah. was basically their number one guy until he got hurt. Okay, he dude, was an all star this year. This kid I'm talking about, uh, Chaz Chaz Lucius. What a fucking name, dude. Trade for trade sway for him Chad. right now. There's Chaz. a red flag. Chaz. Chaz. What a red flag that is. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> Mom, I told you to give me some goddamn protein. <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know where she is. I don't know what she's doing back there. But I'd take him and Shifley for a swimming. I actually would. I'd do that. We'd have to In add the center. It, would you do it? I would have to add. I mean, we'd have to add a pick you or something like that. He's, oh, hundred percent. Twenty, and he's kind of fallen out of favor. I've heard for for Shifley and that kid. Like Shifley yeah, still isn't cheap. You dude. know what? You're right because Winnipeg would want to sign the contract, then trade him. Like fucking um, like like Kachuk last year. Yeah, Dubois. Because it it somehow you helps you. Winnipeg just extended him and then just said, "No, we're not trading you." Like fucking. You, you gotta, tweeted about that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always yeah, wanted to see that. I think that would be fucking hilarious. I'm pretty sure you like lose your first round pick the next year if you do shit like that. Oh, like it's like yeah. a big no no. I could be wrong, but I think there's like rules behind the scenes. Yeah, I think there straight up is like a rule against trading somebody yeah. back to your team within 12 months. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Awesome yeah, you, that, that just happened with uh Tony D'Angelo, yeah. Philly, and Carolina. The, Even though Philly signed the contract, it doesn't matter. It has to be waited like 12 months. Not just not just Philly signing the contract, another whole ass GM was oh, I know eh? oh. different management team. That's hilarious. You just got a, a, a shout out on Twitter there, Brett, from Bees Memes. Have you seen that yet? Oh no. He says, uh, just sending this to you because I need that extra feral energy from you for the pod, man. Oh, fuck it's- off with you guys <laughs> in this fucking bullshit. Memes Suck is going to get a picture of my nuts in a second. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> this is a war. This, this is a... Uh, Bobby, where are you, dude? <laughs> I need help. Any Bob, Bobby's in the middle here. Bobby's Let, in, if you are Canadian... Time. And you are listening to this podcast right now. 
you can't drink Sunny D uh, seltzer, and I can't either. But what you can do is slide into my DMs, and we're going to start a fucking war against these Americans because I'm sick of this Sunny D slander. I've literally DM'd them. Like, when are you guys coming to Canada? <laughs> with, the, with one of the... F- uh, tweets that Boosie sent to me before. Like, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking show, uh, baby. Shout out Beeb's Bees memes. What a fucking a legend. Fucking God. I just tweeted back at him saying you're getting a live reaction during the pod. <laughs> <laughs> just me and Beeb's memes driving our dra- dragging our fucking nuts across your face. Fucking A, man. Great. T- <laughs> what a time to be alive. I'm out here. It's probably, you know what? It's probably warranted. It's because I want to break up the goalie hug. That's really <laughs> what it's about. It's just it's instant karma. Dude, it was so funny when Elliot Friedman was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like they're going to break up the goalie hug. And I was like, oh, well, look what your boy did. Now I got Elliot Friedman on his side. I still kind of like I'm now and I was on that side before, but I'm still. No, nah, I'm off it, dude. It's just yeah, a bit, I, I it's think a both attendees are staying, point. but. It's the enough same as me wanting Lee enough about a, second line. Enough about tendies, enough about free agency. We're cutting it close here. Time to wind it up. We got to oh, yeah. talk about draft Fuck. talk. Like if, if you got some draft stuff that you want to bring up, bring it up, baby. And then we got one more topic to bring up um, okay. this centennial season. And then we will wrap it up. So the Bruins drafted. Um, do 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 Chris Pelosi. There we go. Chris Pelosi with our third round pick. And people are saying it was a big um what's that called? Reach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a reach. What was he ranked? Some people had him ranked like 170 something. Some people had him ranked yeah. 80th. Some people had him ranked. Some people had him ranked in the fucking first round. So it's kind of tough. He seems like one of those guys that's like I made this tweet and I was being a dick about it because I, I kind of don't really get it. We took like three centers out of our five picks or something like that. Kind of seems a little late to be drafting centers like this, especially ones that like could end up to be a top six, could also be a bottom six guy. Uh, he's got flair. He's that new age style of player um, where he's bigger. He can move it. it, it kind of looks like Fantilli light to me. I know that's such a stretch and I'm not calling him Fantilli. I just mean, he's got that same body style, left-handed shot, big body. Um, Oh, I, he wasn't an overager in the USHL. This is the guy um, committed to Quinnipiac next year, which is really good. They're coming off a national championship. Shout oh, out our oh. boy, Mel. <laughs> shout out our boy mel um i know he's a Qu- quinnipiac fella but I- i'm really happy he's going to quinnipiac because he seems like a project and i don't know if you agree with me ace but he seems like a guy who could be a really lethal middle six goal scorer like i'm just watching his highlights on loop right now but he also could be a bottom six grinder like I- his potential and trajectory is really up to him what and is what he can one six two right now He's like 6'2", 180. He's a big fucking kid. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's... He's 18 or 19? He's 18, I think. I mean, wouldn't we... We only have picks in the third plus rounds. I mean, we're all just throwing fucking darts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been some people that have been ripping it apart because one entity has ranked it at like 160-something. And it's and analytically. It's yeah, not even off of eye test. I mean, you look at... 
look back in in the Patrice Bergeron draft, man. I mean, like he's a second round player. Uh-huh. He was the best player out of that entire draft. So yeah, that that's what they I heard uh, Merrick say that he'd go number one. Yeah, man. I mean, like I I it's too early to to say mm-hmm. anything about it. But I mean, I, I acknowledge the fact that the franchise is recognizing that we need center depth and we need it now. It probably would have been better to get it last year or even the year before. But I mean, when three out of the five draft picks you make are centers, um, it is what it is. I, I think it's a it's like a decent, decent pick. I think you'll agree with me here, Ace. There was no way you'd pass up on Lee Sell that year because there was centers mm-hmm. that you could have taken, but he was the best player. Like he was ranked top 10. That's in some people's like pretty sure Bob McKenzie had him 12th and he fell all the way to us at 21. So that's like a pasta thing. You did like pasta, same thing. He dropped in his year because he was injured at the world juniors. Well, it ended up being a diamond in the rough for us. I mean, so. McAvoy wasn't the top ranked defenseman in his class. Dude, they either. didn't even, they didn't even want to take him. Eh? I forget. There was a story where, um, uh, what's his name? guy out in LA right now, Fuda, maybe, I don't know. One of the guys who was working for the scouting staff at the Bruins at the time made them take McAvoy. They were going to take somebody else. So sometimes you get diamonds. In the I heard that they wanted Fabro. That's over who, McAvoy yes. That's who on Nashville. Was. Yeah. yeah Dante Fabro. They made the right choice. Holy shit. I mean, yeah, no yeah I don't even think Favreau's they're qualifying him. Eh? Fat Favro or whatever his name is. I don't think they're I like qualifying him. Nashville. Right-handed little shot could be a Clifton replacement. I remember being so mad when they picked McAvoy. I wanted Jake. I was too. I wanted Chikrin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. Hey, look worked back out. At the injury what an history. idiot. Yeah. Are you guys? <laughs> t- you guys are taking McAvoy are over Chitrin, right? Are you oh, fucking? Yeah. Are you Marshy for Bing? Is that your burner ace? No, no thanks. <laughs> uh so with the next pick after that. This is the one I'm really intrigued. Oh, one thing to say about Pelosi is everyone was upset because Jaden Perron was still there. And Kevin um, O'Keefe made a good point to me. He's not being picked for a reason. And yeah, you know, it could turn around and he could be Debrinket. But, you know, sometimes teams, majority of teams are keep passing on the same kid over and over for a reason. So there's that. Um the second pick we took was Beckett Hendrickson. This pick I'm excited about. He was ranked like to go in the second round and we got him in like the fourth. I'm pretty sure like the end of the fourth, which is awesome. It was like, the, it was the 124th pick that we picked him with. He had a great season and um, for the U S development program. I think he's committed to Minnesota state. So he'll be playing with, um, Logan Cooley next year, which is kind of fucking dope when you think about that. His analytics look really good. He needs to get better defensively, but it he kind of reminds me of a, of a mixture of Trent Frederick and Charlie Coyle. Like this kid, there's a very good chance this kid is going to be your third line center on uh, four or five years from now, which is perfect timing with how everything's working out. I love this Beckett Henderson pick. I think a lot of teams passed up on them when on him when he shouldn't. His overall metrics are a 90, his transitions an 83, his offense is an 81, and his overall metrics would be even better if he was better defensively. And you know that's something he's gonna learn in Minnesota State. 
um, and Providence when he eventually comes up. I don't know if you had much to say on it, but I I really like that Beckett Hendrickson pick uh, ace. He had 54 points in 104 um, games played at the development program. Yeah, I mean, I like the pick. I mean, if if is is this the guy that's dad is like an assistant coach with the Minnesota Wild? Yes, his dad used to play too. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, um, I heard and you a lot always of- bet on kids that their parents played because they've got that fucking itch. They got the know? DNA, man. They've yeah. been there. They've seen it. They were raised in the game. Uh, Darby Hendrickson is his name. The dad. Nice, very good. Yeah, I like the pick there too. Another great high um, potential centerman. I heard he that was, he's got some questionable foot speed, um, which seems bad defensively and yeah, lacking a little bit on the defensive awareness, but I mean, that's stuff that if he goes to the right, you know, um, system, if he goes to the right, you know, place like Minnesota, like you had mentioned, he's heading over to, um, they can teach him those things and they can fill in that gap other than, you know, playing behind coolies, not too fucking bad. Not bad at all, man. I mean, they better have a good power skating coach, though. Otherwise, that might be yeah. an issue that lingers. Yeah, but that's something Coyle kind of uh, got help with the with the Bruins when he came over. He wasn't the greatest skater when he came over from Minnesota. So I, I have hope in the Bruins, or not hope, I have faith in the Bruins staff in general. Uh, with the fifth pick, they took Ryan Walsh. I like this pick, too. He was an overager in the USHL. He was like second in points in the USHL. Yeah, he was a 20-year-old playing with 16 to 18-year-olds. But th- those are the types of pick in this deep of a draft that you c- kind of have to swing on and hope for the best. Overager, too. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if he's related to the Walsh we just got, which is weird. I just realized we just Marty got Walsh a kid, actually. Yeah, we got a Riley Walsh and a Ryan Walsh within two <laughs> days, so, which is from fucking Haba kid, but um, I, I like that pick. That that's a great fifth round pick. Those are the picks you're looking for in the fifth round. Swing big. Who gives a fuck? And he, yeah, he's a center as well. You you know all three of these centers aren't maybe may may not be end up being centers. Uh, the one I have the most hope for is uh, Hendrickson, just because he's like uh, the thing I keep seeing is he's unbelievable in the face off shot. Kind of reminds me of Beecher, but a little bit more skill. Um, if that makes sense, poor defensively, but a bit more upside in the offensive. But other than that, the last two picks or last three picks, whatever it was, we took a really massive Swedish kid in the last round, uh, Casper Nesson, I think. Uh, just he'll get dirty. It's a Copenhagen replacement in my eyes. I, I heard once again questionable foot speed questionable agility Mm -hmm. but i heard he's got a fucking cannon of a shot especially on the one-timer in the junior 20 league he put up like 45 points in 40 games it's good numbers but then when he went up with the big boys he put up one goal or something and then it was like 15 penalty minutes and apparently there were all fights so i think he knows he's a know his role kind of kid fits foot speed's a huge issue that i saw too so I don't rem- even remember the other pick. It was like Kuzanamakas or something like Big that. Big old defenseman, yeah. Yeah, like I've ne- never heard of him. They didn't even talk about him on the TV. So I, that one I don't know about. But the centers we did pick up, those three, it's intriguing. Um, like how we're looking at Steen right now is how I think we'll be looking at these prospects in the future. Um, if that makes sense, you know. 
that I mean, if they can not, hit on one of them, we'll take another like yeah. middle six defense or uh, centerman. That would be one. People forget Lori was ranked like two hundred and something, and he we took him in the third round. So he was also you never know though at the time. But yeah, yeah, he was a defenseman for like six months or something like that. Yeah. Either way, Donnie did the best he could. Uh, I I don't love the first pick we had, but the more I look into it, I understand it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I I get that. Um, he swung yeah. big on that kid that uh, that Hendrickson. He was ranked in the second round. So like he like they were talking on Sportsnet or whatever about how like they can't believe this kid fell this far. So that one I'm kind of excited about. And I think they took him just to take him because he was still there, which makes me happy because you take the best player available. Yeah. No, you, you have look to. at Philly, dude. They took Mitch Koff. They don't even, they they say they know he'll sign there. Fuck off. They don't know that. They took him because you take the best player and you worry about it later. Yep, exactly. That's especially in those later rounds, dude. That's that's what you have to do. So mm. Um, on to our next topic, unless there's anything you guys are our next and last topic, unless there's anything you guys want to add um to the draft, but I think you guys so yeah. but if uh, you want to know draft stuff, go over to black and gold where Mark is uh short shift. I know Andrew likes that stuff. He might be able to give you some info. We're not really the draft and prospect guys. We yeah. know the guys in our system. But man, I I give props to these guys that watch these kids all year long, like uh, yeah, Don Tiano and all, all those people. It, it, even Mark Allred, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I just I I don't watch them. I don't have the time. Yeah, like so. Um, to our next topic, the centennial season's coming up. The jerseys, the they te- well not the jerseys, but they tease the logo. Uh, that's like, I mean, when they tease that logo, you can imagine it's going to be a sexy fucking lineup, uh, not lineup jersey, I, but and Brett, I know you've been quote tweeting. I forget his name. Um, Luke Walshinis. Yes. 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 And he's probably Artist, spot on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have gotten word behind the scenes that those will be the jerseys, um, but it'll mm. be a centennial patch instead of the Pooh Bear. Uh, the new Centennial logo that they released, the brown Instead one. Instead of the, mm. and there is rumblings that we're gonna have a shimmer added to our jersey. Now, what I want to know is, you've seen that schedule release, right? You saw how there were the era nights. Mm-hmm. Do they have another jersey for those eras every they single do. era night? There's a third that's coming out with this. I'm not allowed to talk any more than that. Um, we can talk off air, Ace, but there. Is a third there's a new third jersey coming in that's very retro. Uh it the only thing I can say is it's very much like the new logo that just came out. It's all the years mixed Mm. into one. They they're going really hard on that. Um, I've been told look look out to what Buffalo did for their 50th anniversary with the gold numbers and the gold logos and stuff, um, to commemorate the you know, just whatever fucking be in a hundred years in the league and the Bruins were the first American team in the NHL. So, and we take a lot of pride on that. So keep your eyes peeled, keep your fucking bank accounts full because you're going to want to buy all the jerseys this year. And 
I, I've I've been given a little bit of info, and it is fucking exciting. I'm really excited about these new jerseys. Stuff. I'm, yeah, I showed you a little, right, Biz? Yeah, I, I've told you a little bit. I've heard some things, seen some things that you showed me too. Like, yeah. we both we both have been told stuff, and it and it and it confirms what we both have told. So I'm pretty confident. I'm not saying more than this, but I'm pretty confident these jerseys are gonna fucking kick ass this year. Yes, one hundred percent. It's it's going to be legit porn. So I don't know about you guys, but I I mean, so Bobby brought brought up a great point before we kind of send it off on the centennial season that Bergeron did say that he would love to play in those unis, in those old, um, in the in those old kind of logos that we're bringing back this year. He did he did always say that he wanted to. Bring it back. Uh, I don't know what you guys think of that. If there's anything that you guys want to add on that. I just, I think it's something to pay attention to. On top of that, isn't it going to be fucking awesome to watch Lucic punch someone's eyes shut in these jerseys? I'm so excited. I'm getting a Lucic jersey just because. Like, oh, I'm getting a Centennial sweater for Lucic. Yeah, dude, is it seeing Lucic in the yellow socks again, wearing that '80s '90s logo that you know all those fucking bruisers wore, and just beating the piss out of McDermott? I'm so excited for that. I hope he fights Felino at center ice. Honestly, like, you know what I mean? Like, I. I want him to fight Wayne Simmons or like, you know what I mean? Just what uh, I, I know so many people are mad about this um, Lucic thing, but I, I love it. I literally pulled out my Lucic winter classic sweater. <laughs> the one that Ace has behind him of the Bergeron. Um, and that one, Boosie. Yes. That, oh, that I one. have that one of Lucic. Ugh. I know people hate that jersey, but I love it. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) So you can hate the jersey. You can hate Lucic. He's back. Jerseys are back. Only Bruins are back. Fucking Fucking rights, baby. The fucking season technically kicks off on Saturday. Like for podcasters, for us and us crazy fuckers, like free agency is the start of my season. So I'm excited. Look for some rumbling and news and Whatever I can put out, I know all the check marks are coming at me. Call me a fake, call me a phony, but whatever. You can listen to who you want. I'm just trying to put information out there. And yeah, other than that, like go bees, bitch. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Let's go bees. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rights. Let's go bees. No, it's that's a great way to end the pod. Um, Saturday is going to be fun. Ace is going to hop in for a little bit, join us for the live stream. Uh, hopefully we see some fireworks with the Bruins, hopefully before and then some things to, you know, pay attention to Friday as you're listening. Uh, some moves could be done. We'll see, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of especially surprised. with, the, the, well, this was the first year since 2007 there wasn't a trade in the first round. So I, I, yeah, I saw that the Elliot Friedman tweeted that. Wow. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow is mayhem. If everyone's getting drunk right now, or was drunk last night and they're still nursing the hangovers, because <laughs> you heard Billy G, dude. 
Dude, yeah, he loves. I was open. Thanks, to Tootsie. Tootsie. Yeah. Great fucking bar. I love that place. Oh my god, that place is fucking magic. I can't wait to go back for uh, when the Bruins play them in April. Yeah, gonna be a hell of a time. But, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for episode thirty-eight of Only Bruins. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Shout out to our boy Bobby Brewski for another great Bobby's Corner. Looking forward to shooting the shit with Bobby. Uh, Saturday morning, obviously you, Brett and Ace, you guys will uh, be there as well. And we'll have a few other guests pop in and out. I won't be there for too long. I think, uh, I think I have to come driving the ship the whole time, right? Yeah. You'll I'll be the one that's there the whole time. Yeah. You'll have to, because I, yeah, I got to leave by one. I got another. I haven't done it in a while. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll work that shit out and we'll figure it out. So it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be nice. I can take a back seat and just fucking not talk about my dick and balls so much. I mean, I probably will, but any chance I get to bring up my dick and balls, fuck it. Right. (laughs) But that'll wrap it up for episode 38. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, uh, YouTube account, only Bruins podcast to be ready for that live stream Saturday morning. We'll be kicking it with you guys for a few hours that day. We'll be having some Saturday fun day shit. We'll be chugging down beers. Make sure you get your coffees bright and early so you can be drinking, sucking down some beers with us. But Brett, anything left to say to the folks? Um, Just Saturday is going to be fucking fun. So you get back to back. Dude, we're doing a double header this week. So people, um, People will be excited about that, I think. And I've been seeing online everyone's excited for the live stream. So other than that, just let's trust the process. That's Ace? all you, that's all you can really do. Ace, what's up, baby? What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks again for having me on today. Love joining you guys as always. Um, really excited to see what happens on Saturday. Hopefully everybody can uh, you know, uh, stream and drink responsibly. Yes, and, that too. Uh, don't yeah, don't be somewhere and then drink and watch this and drive home. Be in your home and drink and hang out with us. Yeah, and um we'll see how the uh good old Sunny D and Bud Light the uh, whatever Brett drinks war continues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will be I will be stocking up for Saturday. Oh, I might get a fucking two for a Bud Latte strawberry lemonades. <laughs> Just because I can. Just because I can. I'll be coming back from the brewery, so I'll have plenty of some uh, local brews. Fuck yeah, baby. Now we cooking. Yeah. But lots lots to look forward to. I thought this pod was off the rails until Saturday. (laughs) The good thing about Saturday is we do not have to edit it or anything. You guys are just getting there raw, baby. Just raw dog and only girls. Let's go. Like these poor Heineken (laughs) silvers have just been taking this. Just two and a half inches of only Bruins right in your face. (laughs) That's all you need, baby. That's all you need. We're people pleasers here. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, If you're still listening, shout out to you. That's why we have strong jaws. But ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for episode 38 of Only Bruins. Thank you, Ace, for hopping on. Thank you, Brad, for being the man, the myth, the legend over there. Uh, like a, I love it. Like a snake that dislocates its jaw. Guys, <laughs> 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 roll to the help. back of the head. <laughs> yeah. That'll wrap it up. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys Saturday. I hope you enjoy this episode. We love you all. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Go Bruins, bitch. Yo.